You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvicecoaching.com. You can also find me on Instagram at tripadvice. You can find me over at TikTok at tripadvice. And you can find me on YouTube if you'd like to watch videos. Also, Trip Advice with two Ps. Now, today's episode, I want to talk about how I would get a girlfriend if I had to start over. So many of you do know that at this point, I have an amazing partner. Her name is Megan. We've been together for five years now, and she's great. I wouldn't trade being single over having her. She is an incredible woman in my life. She adds to my life. This is what I want for you guys if you're trying to get a relationship, a woman that adds to your life. She really comes in and complements it well, helps me with the fact that I get to focus on trip advice full time. She takes care of a lot of the household stuff. So we have what would be one of those more traditional type relationships. And it just works out very well. And I like it very much. Now, I am also under the impression that, you know, there could be something that happens down the line that, again, I would not want this to happen. I'm not inviting it to happen, but I'm realistic. Relationships change, people change, things change, and I don't want to live in some fairy tale world, meaning something could happen down the line. We could end up splitting up. We could end up separating. Again, not that I want that. I don't plan on that. I plan on being with her uh, forever for as long as I'm, I'm on this earth. But uh, I'm under the impression that not everything is always what you want in life. And so I know that I would be prepared that if anything were to happen to our relationship or something, by the way, drastic, I don't even want to say it, um, you know, something really bad that happens and we just aren't together anymore, I know that I would be able to find another woman. Now, I'm not saying I would be doing this right away. It could take several months to, to years or a few years, depending on why we separated. But I know that if I had to get a girlfriend and find a quality one, I could do it. Now, she wouldn't be like Megan. No, she would be very different because there's different types of personalities out there. However, women are generally the same in what they desire and what they want in a relationship and and how they become attracted. So I do know that I'd be able to find a woman and be able to find a great fit. So I want to go over with you today, how would I get a girlfriend if I had to start over? And this is the same type of advice I just might give you in terms of, well, how do you get a girlfriend today? If you wanted to get a girlfriend in the fastest way possible, what would be the route to do it? So that's what I'm going to be giving you today. I will be giving you the fastest route possible. Now, I understand that what I might say to you today, disclaimer, may not be possible for everyone, depending on, one, their financial means. Most of this stuff is is fairly reasonable. There's a few tips in here, though, that could cost a, a little bit more. And I also know that not everyone might have the time to invest in this. But I will say, I am giving you a how I would get a girlfriend today. So this is also geared towards someone who is pretty busy, because I'm a very busy person as well. I'm working on trip advice, I mean, seven days a week. You know, I think the only day that I truly, truly take off, and that's 
even a bold statement might be Saturdays. I've been doing that recently, actually, is working my tail off Monday through Friday. And then Saturday, just take a break from screens, take a break from talking to my team. But then I will check in and I'll do a few hours of work on Sunday so I can be nice and prepared for what Monday has to bring. So I get it. There's a lot of guys who are busy out there. And this is something that I think is reasonable for the busy person. Now, also, you have to remember what I'm about to say today all depends on your priority level too. Like if you're a person who has a very high priority in terms of, I want a girlfriend, I want a wife, I want a partner, and you want it as soon as possible, you can take what I'm saying today and just kind of three exit. So that is possible, right? Everything's priority. If it's not that big of a priority for you, or it's a medium priority, you might not three exit. You might do exactly what I'm going to be telling you today. But what I'm saying is not set in stone. It's not necessarily the the guideline or or exact map to follow for every single person. Well, I'll say this. It is. It, this, is it, this is for every single person. The intensity level of what I'm, what I'm going to be saying to you today depends on priority level, financial status, and time. So why don't we get into it? Let's just hop in. So how would I get a girlfriend? In no specific order, I'm going to go over each line item and take notes if this is if this is something that you are feeling you are ready to to hop into, okay? So first, no specific order, I'm going to make sure I have my outer quality habits down, okay? So outer qualities, what's that? That is your appearance. That is your money. That is your status. That is your style. And there's certain habits that go along with it. So some of the outer quality habits are going to be, for example, gym. So I do already have that habit in place. But again, it's just something that would be, you know, even a much bigger priority because I want to feel my best and I want to look my best. And the gym is a great place to build that so-called superficial confidence. Okay, so. We want to make sure we're going to the gym on a regular basis. I would even at this point, in terms of food, I would probably figure out what it would take to have meals made for me. So I'd make sure that I had meals. There's so many different kinds of services out there where you get food delivered to you and there's bulking types of services where you get food that's all about muscle gain and there's different kinds of uh, keto and whole food services that will, you know, set you up with meals that you can eat that are super healthy. And and so I'd probably end up doing that because I want to make sure I'm keeping my eating right. And I don't have anyone to do it for me except for myself. And I'm a very busy person. So I'd be doing that. I'd also be looking at my budget, right? So we're talking about outer qualities. And I'd want to make sure that I had a habit going of setting aside a certain amount of money per month for dates and for apps. So I I calculated this um, maybe about a year ago. I'm sure it's not, I'm sure it's not too off. But if you wanted to get on all of the dating apps and do the premium version of it, which I would do, I would jump right into the premium version, not do anything free because I just want to get faster results. I think that's maybe around $150 to $200 a month, approximately. It could be less. I don't think it's more, but 
But if you're going to go on Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, and maybe you throw in one of the sites like Match, even though I heard Match is not really that great anymore and eHarmony is not that great anymore. I might, I'm Jewish, so maybe I'll throw myself on JDate. And yeah, just make sure I'm paying for everything. So it might be like $150, $200 a month. If any of you are listening and you're like, dude, that is, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm on the three sites and they're like each $100 a month. So I might be off a little bit. I just haven't done that research lately. It, just, it hasn't been necessary for me. So, so okay, if it's $300 a month, whatever. I don't care. I would make sure I am on, you know, three to five of the most popular apps and paying for them. Whatever that costs, I'm just going to pay for it. Because that is such a main area of meeting women. Okay, right? You're meeting women via online dating and in person. So why would I not invest my money in resources into one of the most popular areas to what? Save a few bucks? Like what's money for? It's for investing. It's for helping you out in in life. And right now, assuming in this hypothetical case, my priority is medium to high of getting a girlfriend and getting into a relationship, well, then I'm going to do that. And whatever it costs, it's going to cost, and, and I'm going to go for it. So that's what I would do. I would also have a budget for dates. Now, dates can range. You know, I like to do a first date where it's a drink or a coffee. That shouldn't cost too much. And then you want to leave second dates. Second dates are dinners. There's not going to be as many second dates just because of the rule of averages and and how it's just going to not go through with every single first date. So I would probably set a budget. I don't know what that budget is specifically. I would really have to sit down and think about what that would be. Maybe I even do a whole episode on that. But let's just say for now, I'd set aside somewhere between four to $500 a month. Again, this is what I would do. If you're like, holy shit, you're going to pay that much a month? Now you're almost at like a grand a month. And this is just dating apps and dates. Well, yeah, for me, again, it's important. It's an area to invest in that makes sense. So I would do that. Do you have to do that? If that seems like an extraordinary amount? No, you don't, right? But it's also the reality. If your priority is high, then I would find a way to do that. So that's something for you to figure out on your own when it comes to your personal finances. But then again, I know people who spend $1,000 a month who are not extraordinary rich, by the way, on, on a gym membership. Now, that gym membership is not $1,000 a month. Maybe that's 100 or 150 Hell, maybe it's only 50 But then they got personal trainers and personal training. You know, so it depends, again, where your priorities are and where you like to invest in. I've said this from the beginning of my podcast, 730 episodes ago up until now. The areas you want to invest in in your life are always going to be your career and also just general investing in, in wealth, your health, your relationships, that's including friends and doing things with your friends, and of course, dating and such. And then in your spirituality, right? Spirituality, maybe not as much, depends on kind of who you are and, and, and where you come from at that, but definitely health, wealth, and relationships. So we should never feel bad about investing our resources into that, okay? So I'd be creating, again, some habits here, gym, creating a budget, and just getting nice and prepared to go full force. Then 
I would do something with a stylist. Now, there's a lot of options out there. There's a lot of women out there, and men too, who are stylists for men. So I'd do a lot of research. I'd take maybe like one or two nights of just researching. There's a lot of people who I've seen on TikTok, and you can find them on Instagram, and you can just Google it and find someone to just rehaul my style. Help me out and you know get up to date on trends and make sure I'm looking my best. So I'd hire a stylist. That would be like a one-time fee, okay? So that's one-time fee of just getting that all set and then putting aside a certain amount that I'm comfortable in spending and investing in a few new outfits. I don't think I would do a whole overhaul and get like 10 to 20 different outfits. I'd probably just get... I don't know, five to 10 different items that I can mix and match and then wear on the dates. If I, uh, if I felt like I needed that, if I felt like I needed to, to do more with my wardrobe. Okay, so I'd say that's probably everything in terms of where I'd invest, uh, where I would do my habits and invest some of my finances. You know what, actually, I, I had a, on this list the last one, which I think goes well in this grouping because Right now, we're talking about where I'd invest my finances to help this. And in the next section, I'm going to talk about where I'm going to invest my time, okay? So the last thing in terms of financials is I would I would debate hiring a matchmaker. I wouldn't do this right away because a matchmaker is going to be sending you dates. And so if you're doing a matchmaker, you might not need to be doing this long list of things I'll be telling you in just a bit. So I might just wait maybe two to three months on that because I would just do it myself for a little bit, get myself back out there, you know, go on a bunch of dates that I can go on so I can get back into the groove of dates. And then after two to three months, if there's no solid leads of any women that I'm interested in, well, I would I would revisit this idea of hiring a matchmaker and I would invest my resources into that. Now, I've never personally hired a matchmaker, but I know plenty of people who do it. I understand the industry. It's a cousin to the industry of, of dating coaching. So I do know exactly how it works and what it's all about. And I'd be open to trying it. Would it work for me? I don't know. We'd have to find out, but I'd be curious to see if it would. And that's one of the reasons why I would, I would really, I would think about doing it. But again, three to four months in. So that's matchmaker. Okay. Now, what I would do in terms of investing my time, how would I invest my time to then get these dates? I would do one day a week of approaching for several hours. Now, I would leave that, uh, we'll say one day or night, okay? Meaning if I felt like, hey, I have nothing to do on a Sunday, I would go to a populated area and I would do cold approaches an area that I know that there's going to be women walking around that I would be attracted to. And I would do that. And I would just spend the day doing it, right? If I have no other, if I have nothing else to do and I'm not hanging out with any friends or hanging out with my family and it's a Sunday or a Saturday, I would, what a great investment of my time to do that and to go through that process. So that would be one day, or I would spend a night doing it. So I would go out at night, probably get a single buddy to go out with me. 
And if I didn't have any single buddies to go out with me and I really wanted to go out at night, I would just go alone. And I would do a bunch of approaching at some more elegant lounges. So I wouldn't be going to college bars or anything like that, but some elegant lounges that had volume. And I would, I would do that. So I would pick one or the other. Again, not a day and a night, but one day or night, spending my time doing that once a week. Also, it's just great to do it. You, just, you get out there. It's fun. It can be a really good time. And you could get a lot of numbers that way. Then I would spend one hour on, a, on the dating apps every single day of the week. So I would spend one hour and if it was a really crazy busy day, it'd be 45 minutes. But if I had an hour, even if I was tired or not feeling it, or I had a long day at work, I would still do it because it is pretty mindless in terms of the dating app. So I wouldn't let myself do any less than 45 minutes, upwards of an hour every day across all the dating apps. So I sit down, I'd put on some good music or a TV show that I kind of like, but don't need to pay attention to that much. And I'd, I don't know, pour myself a drink, whether it be alcoholic or not, just make a little ritual of it. And I would probably do it at night. That's usually when people are responsive anyways. And I would sit there for an hour and just swipe and message and swipe and message, respond to messages from women that day or the previous day set up dates, go through the whole system that I created. So by the way, it's interesting, right? It's like, I have systems. I've taught you guys this before. If you're new here, welcome. I teach this stuff on my podcast. I also have a coaching program and I have a few different courses for meeting and attracting women. I would do all that stuff. I would live and breathe exactly what I teach. You know, of course. Right, So I would just go through my messaging sequence that I teach in online domination, go through all of it, spend 45 minutes to an hour, and then be done. Now, if I was having a good time and enjoying it, I might go longer. Why not? It's not going to hurt me. If I have nothing else going on that night and my brain's not totally dead, sure, maybe I even go in an hour and a half because there's, there's things happening. So I might do that. And I think it would average out to about an hour a day. Some days I do an hour and a half. Some days I do 30 minutes. Some days I do 45 minutes. But I take the time to do it. You know, if it's like a Saturday and I know, well, I'm going to have a busy day doing things during the day. Maybe I'm going out and approaching, hanging out with a friend. Saturday night, I'm going out. I'm going to a dinner party, whatever it may be. Or maybe I have a date that night. Then I'm going to wake up and do it in the morning and do some mindless swiping and messaging in the morning, just so I keep up the habit and keep it up. All right, next, I would create dedicated days for dates. So the way, again, this, a lot of this stuff is all going to be, again, like I said, depending on the time you have, the finances you have, it's up to you to kind of scale it back or scale it forward or scale it up, I should say, right? Scale it back or, or scale it up. So for me, with my schedule and how busy I am, you know, I'd probably do something on average two nights a week in one day. So that means that I would set aside two nights and a day. I would do my best to have it be a little strict, right? Where I'd say, for example, 
All right. I feel like I think Tuesday nights I can handle doing a date. I can do maybe Thursday nights and then, you know, Sunday day. And I'd reserve one of the days because you never know. Maybe that day is going to be a fourth date or a third date or something. And maybe, you know, or or beyond. I don't like to do the first two to three dates during the day. It just doesn't scream romantic. But I want to reserve that day for a potential date just in case. I don't know. Maybe I do a coffee because she just can't do nights and I don't want it to fall off because I think it could be a good match. So last case, you know, worst case, all right, we'll do a coffee. It's not the end of the world, you know, or we do some sort of walk, walk and talk, whatever. And so I'd reserve the two nights in one day and I'd be a little flexible on it because you kind of have to be, right? I mean, well, you don't have to be, but I would because you never know. What if there's some women out there where you're just seeing that, Okay, no women can, you know, it's really hard to get them to meet on like a Wednesday night or whatever. It just doesn't happen. And Or there's one you're like, hey, this could be a really, this could be something. This could be something here. Like I kind of, you know, I like this girl's profile. So maybe make an exception and it's not Tuesday night. Now it's going to be Wednesday night. But for the purposes of keeping things and a schedule and keeping things as predictable as possible to make it easier for you. It's good to start with some dedicated nights and days, allow for flexibility, and also allow for you to change. You might realize, wow, Tuesday nights for me are not good anymore. I tried doing that, and Wednesday I got this thing at work that I have to do, and it just doesn't work. And so you change it as much as you need to, and and you make it work for you as you experiment, okay? Now that's what I would do for dedicated days for dates. I would also, again, we're in no particular order, so I know I'm jumping around just a little bit. I would aim for one social event per week. Now, I know that that could be hard for me specifically because sometimes after a day's work, the last thing I do is feel like socializing. Also, if you're going on two two dates a week and now you're adding in a social event and you're also going to be seeing your friends or maybe you're approaching, it could be a lot. So I'd make it, a rule. I have to do two social events. By the way, these are not just social events to hang out with your friends. This is a social event where you can meet women. So two social events per month at the minimum is what I would do. And the goal would be to try to do four, which is one per week. So the goal is to try to do one per week. I bet you in the beginning, I can imagine that it would be easy to keep up with that because maybe you're not going on a lot of dates quite yet. You're just kind of ramping things up. And then as time goes on, you find your schedule gets pretty crowded with dates, with things, and maybe you do it like one social event every other week, which again is the two minimum per month. But I would make that a a rule, hardcore minimum to be going to some sort of event, whether friends can make it or not. And it's a win either way. Because if friends go with you, great. But just remember, you got to let them know, hey, if there's any girls, I'm going to be going and talk to them because that's why I'm going to this event. You know, if it's like a concert that you like, ah, that's different. That's not like a social event, right? That's just like a thing you like to do and your friends like to go. We're talking events going around in your city. I would test out singles events, although I heard from people that those usually are not that great, but I would test it out because I don't want to just take anyone's word for it. I want to experience it myself. And at the very worst, I would start to create 
a social circle of single people and invite them out to an event that I created, which wouldn't take much time, just some texting. And then you have people meet at a bar for happy hour. And you do that every couple of weeks. And you start a process, which would be forming a social circle to meet other people that you might not meet. You see, it's a lot of work. It definitely is a lot of work. There's a lot of stuff to be done. That's why you got to make it more habitual. That's why you got to be prepared too. So I'll go off on a little bit of a tangent. Uh, Now that there are, I don't know actually, I, I don't know the reason for why it's so hard, but it seems really hard these days to get a reservation at a restaurant, even if it's for two people. So when Megan and I want to go out to a, a spot that is anywhere from semi-medium popular to very popular, you cannot do that last minute. I mean, you can go in and try to get a seat, but you might be waiting there for an hour and a half. You might not even get seated. So you got to prepare like a month in advance to get a reservation at a place. So with that being said, if I were single, I would be making sure that I'm planning my social events ahead of time. I know I just gave you the example of dinner reservations, but that wasn't the point. The point is it's good to stay ahead because that's what I'm doing now. I'm making reservations at restaurants months in advance, but it's great because future me will be happy. It's fun to look in the calendar and go, oh, what did what did Trip do this? Uh, what's, what did Trip plan for me this weekend? And you don't even remember what it was. Oh, I got a re- Trip planned a reservation for me at so-and-so place. And it's great, right? Megan and I have been doing that in Austin and it's been awesome. So you take, honestly, I don't think this takes longer than maybe an hour, two hours in a month that you just sit down and you just plan ahead. Okay, what are the events going on next month? What's happening? And you can do research and go to Meetup and go to Eventbrite and go to Facebook, figure out what's going on or start to plan something that you're planning And the reason why you want to do this a month in advance is so you can go into the next month not thinking about it. You go, okay, what's going on this week? You look at your calendar. It's it's Sunday night or it's Monday morning. You go, okay, I have that event on Tuesday. Okay, cool, awesome. And also it helps you with planning dates. You know not to set dates during those days. Hopefully you have designated days to do dates and you would not go to an event on those days anyways. But again, got to leave a little room for error because you never know if it's a good event that happens to fall on the Tuesday that you normally have a date or whatever it is, or the Saturday night you go approaching, maybe you'd rather go to that event. So, you know, leave a little bit of, of room for error, spontaneity, and all that. Okay, really important. So beginning of the month, I would just check into seeing what's going on that you can put in your calendar for the next month. And you just continue to do that and you make that a habit. Now, also, I would tell specific girls that I know that I'm interested in, you know, connecting with on a monthly basis. So my girlfriends, I don't really have a lot of girlfriends, but I know people that are women that I connect with every once in a while. Maybe it's for work or whatever. I'd sit down for just a second. I'd say, okay, who are the women in my network that I would want to talk to about having them introduce me to their single friends. Now, this is very specific because, I don't know, not every guy has a 
network of women they want to do this with. I can imagine a guy being like, yeah, I got a network of some women, but to be honest, I don't, I don't want to meet their friends. Then don't. This is more, uh, well, it's not optional. I encourage it, but it all, it's depending on your situation. So in my situation, I know a couple of women off the top of my head where I'd feel comfortable saying to them, hey, introduce me to some of your friends. And again, I say comfortable, not in my comfortability, comfortable in the fact that I think that they're going to have someone who they might know, who they could reach out. Because you never know. And warm introductions are sometimes really powerful. And you're already connected because you know a person. So a lot of attraction and trust is built so fast based off the fact that you just are friends with the same person. So I'd think about who that person is. And if you're not sure, by the way, I would just go for it. Because what, what what's the harm? You know, talk to your friend and say, hey, anyone single, show me their Instagrams. You can like look at their Instagram and say, okay, you know, try to see if you can set me up with this person. You can also do this with your guy friends too. Your guy friends is a really good place to do it because, you know, you trust them in terms of maybe a woman that they think is cool or, or attracted to. So I'd go to my guy friends and I wouldn't go to all my guy friends. It would depend. I would think about who would be a good person I could talk to who might have a network in this area? And again, if I'm unsure, I would just go for it. Hey, dude, just so you know, as you know, I'm recently single. Is there anyone out there? If there's anyone out there or your wife's or girlfriend's friend's friends or someone you think would be a good match for me, you know, let's let's see what we can do, put in a good word. And they'll be like, yeah, man, for sure, for sure. And, you know, you never know. This is not something that, needs to be checked in on a lot. You know, you throw it out there to the, to your girlfriends and your guy friends. And if they, if they, if it bites, it bites. If you don't hear from them in like a couple of weeks, you don't have to be like, hey man, what's going on? Did you, hey, what's going on? Did you, you know, they're, they're busy people. But I would say if a couple months go by, maybe try again, right? Every couple months, hey, do you have you come across anyone? They may be like, oh yeah, I totally forgot. Yeah, I did. You know, everyone has their busy lives. They're not always thinking about you. So when you check in every two to three months on it, you throw it out there and you see what happens. By the way, guys, this is like bonus. Again, if you don't have any guy friends or girlfriends or you do and you're just like, I don't want to reach out to them. Like, I don't think they're going to have anyone. It doesn't feel right. It's not the end of the world. You don't have to do it. But if you're a guy out there who really wants a girlfriend, really wants a partner in their life and they're, you know, your priority is really high then I would push for it. Again, everything can be scaled up or back here depending on finances and priority. But I would really utilize this list and this these kind of, you know, check off these little boxes here for every single one that I said because all of these are crucial and not optional. And this is not the fluff, right? I mean, we could probably talk about some fluff here. I couldn't even think of an example because my brain doesn't think that way, but this is like the 80-20. This is the, I know it's not that small of a list, but we'll just say this is the small list, the 20% of things to do that are going to make 80% of the difference. So in other words, these things here will make and have the biggest effect on whether or not you're going to be meeting more women. So that's what I want you to focus on. Now, if you're 
on a jog right now, you're in the car, you didn't take hardcore notes. That's okay. Totally okay. I want you to be thinking though about some of the things I talked about here. Okay, let's let's figure this let's figure this out for you. This and this list are all the important things that need to be done. So even if you can't do all of these things because of time, because of finances, or maybe even it's just low priority for you, but you can do all of it. You know, and you have the means, I should say, to do all of it, but it's low priority. Either way, think about this list. Because if you pick even 30% of the things that I talked about here, you're going to be in a really good place. Most guys don't really focus on some of these things. In fact, you might be, I'm going to speak to you now who's listening, who's going, man, I don't do any of these things. No more excuses. Here's the list. Here's what you do. This is uh, the beauty of this list. Practically timeless. I'm, I'm sure that there's going to be ways of meeting women that are going to be completely new, maybe in the next 15 years, but it's never going to be outdated to be approaching women, to, to go to a social event. It's uh, matchmakers. Matchmakers have been around for, I mean, centuries, <laughs> you know, so this is something you can always come back to, listen again, and figure out what can I do? What are some things I can do? You know, I, I, I might even, not to pressure you too much here, but I can challenge you. I know it sounds like a lot, but if you sit down for one night undistracted, phone away, TV off, you know, just sit down for 90 minutes undistracted, even if you were to do 45 minutes purely undistracted, you could figure most of this stuff out in terms of your schedule, how to fit it all in, you know, what apps to buy, what's your, what's your budget for everything, finding a stylist, all that stuff you could, or, or even just marking down during the week, like, okay, Tuesday, I'm going to sit down for a couple of hours and find a stylist. You know, even just prepping it all, sitting down and going, okay, how do I make all this work? And just going one by one to all the things that I said, figuring out which ones you want to use, which ones you don't want to use, which ones you want to scale up, which ones you want to scale back, and utilizing this as a great resource for you. Now, I do have coaches on staff that will do this for you. So if you feel like this is overwhelming or you're not sure where to approach or how to set up your online dating profile or what it looks like to create outer quality habits or you just don't know good style, our coaches take care of all of these things for you and with you. You can always go to tripadvicecoaching.com if you feel you don't want to do this on your own and you want to know, okay, what event should I go to? What social events? How do I actually, for my life and my world, create a social event if I want to create that and where I can go to and how I can do it and how to get over approach anxiety to approach these women to even spend one to two days a week actually doing approaches where you don't have to do this alone. You can do it alone. might take you longer. But our coaches on staff here will work with you one-on-one to help you implement this. So go to tripadvicecoaching.com if you want to learn more about how we can help you. Don't be afraid to reach out for help. Remember, it's okay 
to get help. It's okay to invest in help. That's the the key to getting where you want to go faster. Hope this helps. Hope that this is something that's going to motivate you and encourage you and get you to a place in your dating life where you're actually getting results and pushing yourself and getting out there. Hope it helps. Take care.